Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Dale. And this is the Hype Night Podcast. Now, Hype Night with Mel and Dale is a live show that we do weekly on Wednesday nights in downtown Toronto. And people started letting us know that they were listening to it as a podcast. So we're making it into a podcast. And you are listening to it right now. As a podcast. Yay! Sometimes we talk over each other. Listen, get over it. You can watch it live or you can listen to it here. That's right. Sometimes we reference visual things that are happening on the show. Use your imagination or visit our Facebook Live page and check us out live. Hey! Ho! Hey! Ho! like a really fun thing there. I've been singing. Have you? Yeah. Because in my house to, alone. You turn of like Sarah <laughs> McGlagan like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice it's thing. a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Hype Night. night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice it's to warm see out. You. Everybody's it's warm out. in Toronto. We're in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Ontario, Canada. That's true. For That's... those of you listening or watching from somewhere other than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hot here. Yeah, and it's gonna stay hot forever. <laughs> and the like winter's it. never coming. No, I like it. I'm one I of like those it people. Hot. I like it hot. No, I don't. And I really want to say, let's start this off. Let's air some grievances right off the top of hype night. It's not our style on hype night, but I'm gonna do it. I don't like when people are like, "Don't complain about the hot weather because winter's coming," and you like don't. It's like you complain about winter the whole winter. And some people like winter. You're assuming that everyone likes summer, and you're wrong. That's me. <laughs> Are you one of those people? Yes, I'm like, Dale. because I complain all, I, I don't complain in the winter, I complain in the fall, because I hate the fall. I love the fall. As, oh my god, Dale, we're learning so much about I each hate other the today. Fall. I hate it. I love the fall. It's a terrible time it's of the year. the greatest season. It's a shit season. <laughs> oh my it's god. a terrible season. We should do a debate, where yeah. we like, we, it's like, be it resolved. One of his, like, beers of the fall is the greatest season that ever could be. And the other one... Just the vitriol of me. <laughs> just, just hating yeah, it. Yeah, just the rot and the her- terribleness of it. If oh. you're watching, uh, let us know what season you like. Yeah, what's your favorite season? And are we allowed to complain about the Are heat? we allowed to complain about... Yes. We're allowed to complain about whatever we want. That's what I say. I will never complain about the heat. Because no. I hate... The cold. Yes, but I will never complain about okay. the cold because I hate the heat. Okay. So we're... Agreeing. Well, then just don't complain about the cold. Well, then just don't complain about the... What? <laughs> no, because you like it. Welcome to Hype Night. Welcome to Hype Night. How's it going, everybody? Hey. Thanks for joining us. Um, you may just be joining us for the first time. Uh, if so, this is Hype Night, where Welcome. we bring on a wonderful, amazing woman, and yeah. we give her all the hype that she deserves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and if you're watching us and you've watched us before and you're back, thank you thank for you. coming back. We're so happy to see you. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to us on Podbean, yes. because you're like, you know what? I like my hype in podcast form. Yeah. I like to secretly listen while I'm working so people don't know I'm just having good vibes in my ears. I know. That's the place to do it. I love a secret listen at work. Oh, yeah. I love a like... Like this? Yesterday I was listening to, or today I was listening to The Phantom of the Opera while I worked. <laughs> See, that's a secret listen. You gotta be like... Unabashedly. I was like, lot 666. And then like... Sing my yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm in. It was the right vibe <laughs> for what I was doing. Excellent. So thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Mel. I'm Dale. And usually we start each uh, hype night by giving each other a little bit of hype. Yeah. I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, we've been going back and watching episodes um, because yeah. we're working on putting things together in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I've had an opportunity to go back and look at previous hype nights. 
Mm-hmm. She's great. Oh. <laughs> She's fantastic. <laughs> Melissa's Thanks, great. She often, I have found, you okay. often yeah. take my ramble mm-hmm. and make it a more succinct <laughs> message. Okay. And these hands are wild, and I'm going to try to get them but we under both control. have a hand thing. I've been watching episodes, too, and we're like... It's very, like, I mean, it's very... <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> like a dinosaur. <laughs> a T-Rex. I don't know. What yeah, that. there's I'm definitely... Like, I'm like this a lot. We're both handsy. Yeah. We're handsy. Not in the inappropriate way. No, more in a this way. Yeah. Not in a Benny Hill way. <laughs> My God. Benny Hill is the perfect example. He is handsy. You know that I love that theme song? So much. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. I used to watch Benny Hill as a kid. Like my parents, we would watch Benny my Hill. My parents let me watch it too, and then I didn't. I didn't get like what you know. Where it's no. like she's in her underwear. She was taking a shower. Now she's running with a towel. Like it didn't for me. I was like, look at them running. Yeah, they're ch- playing it. Now they chase each other. Now and he's back going and like, like this. Yeah, it's, it's like they pull the loincloth away, and then he has a little. <laughs> Oh he has like a little leaf. I'm like, oh, that's funny. He has a little leaf as a yeah. kid, not being like, oh, now I know. Now I get it. What's happening? Yeah. Well, thanks for that hype, Dale. Well, that's it's well deserved because you're really great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's really kind. Well, it's true. That's nice hype. I'll hype you now. Okay. Uh, in because you know I have that same hype for you where I think you're fantastic. But there's a specific thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like about you, Dale, that you always come from a spirit of abundance, even when stuff is going terribly wrong around you, and you're like, I'm in this horrible, like I have to fight corporations to give me what I need. Yeah. You still somehow have a perception that it will all work out, and you have a real sense of abundance. Like, you kind of take things in stride. Thank you. And I, it's really amazing to me. Thank you. Some people just call it naivete. Like, I'm just like, But I don't I think it is. It I think work. it's different. I think it's not naivete. I think you're like, no. Like, you're sure about it. But I have earned these things, though. <laughs> No, I know, but, like, most people that I know would give up. Yeah. They would be like, well, it's not worth it. It's not going to happen for me. Yeah. It's not. And you're like, no. Like, no. You have a great sense of self-worth. Don't. That's what I'll say about you. Just keep your promises, big business, and we'll all get along. That's what I'm talking about. We'll be fine. Thank you. I will happily take that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Good self-worth. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's what we do. That's hype. We compliment each other. That's hype. I want to say already quickly hello to Maria Fraser, who's watching and Chrissy. Hello! Hello. Thanks for joining Hi. us. Let us know uh, if you have any comments, questions. Yeah. What uh, your favorite season is, and, and if we're allowed to complain about the heat. Yeah. Not just the heat. If we're allowed to complain, complain about, about temperatures. See, you're, it's like a leading question. I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> leading question. Uh, let's get to our guest, Let's do it. Okay. Well, I'm really thrilled yes. to have this guest on tonight. Me too. Um, I've known her for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does so many things. She's like epically talented. One of my favorite performers to watch on stage, like truly, um, truly gifted. Truly and gifted. I'm really happy to see her. Yeah. And I want to, uh, I want to get this, um, the music going first because yeah. sometimes what happens is I like go it's to play it and the then it like time. really like it deflates the moment. Okay, okay. we're not going to deflate not the moment today. Okay, ready? Okay. So our guest tonight mm-hmm. is the one. The only Aviva Armor Astra. Come on in. Hi. 
And it did it. <laughs> it, did, it did it. It did it. Yay! Now you come on. There we go. Every, on, every time I try to Thank fix you. it. Aviva, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I feel so terrible about this Why? music. It's awesome. It's a good song. Right here. Hi. It's like I jinxed it. Like I was like, I'm gonna fix it. And then I was like, no, you're not. I feel like it all it's it's all good. And let me tell you why it's all good. Tell me. Because you've chosen a wonderful drink yes. for us tonight. Yes. I can't remember the name of it. It's called a Michelada. A Michelada. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, Jill's gonna get it. I feel like we need different music up. for that. We're gonna put this music on for the Michelada. Here we go. All right. We're gonna put this like moving into the future music. Aviva, well, you can. We can make it. Yeah, I'll make mats. Aviva wanted to make this live on the show, and we were like, "Heck yeah!" Because usually Dale has some. (laughs) It's usually me just spilling things. Okay, so Aviva. Okay, so you're gonna take your glass. Okay. I need to. And you're gonna take your lime. Okay. Okay. And you're gonna give your glass a nice rim job. <laughs> nice. I like when it starts with a rim job. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good place start to start. Yeah. With one. Let's one. start yeah. at the very beginning. You're gonna beginning. rim job your glass of right. salt. Some okay. delicious salt. Here's Matt's. Oh, are nice. you doing Matt's? Oh, and then you're gonna do Yeah, yours. I'm doing both. Okay. We have a tune in that says no complaining about the weather at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, what Maria I says do? don't. No, okay. No, no. Well, fair enough. Okay, now you're gonna ice your rim job. Who am I to complain with Maria or disagree with Maria? Listen, that woman's fierce. Man. How Hi do to you Maria. Play? She's How fierce. Do you solve? Yeah, you can ice me. Go for it, Aviva. Since it's so hot. Since it's so hot, I'm not complaining, but I'll take as much ice as you'll give me. <laughs> Not complaining. Hey, they changed the caps on these. They're pretty. The steam whistle ones yeah. tonight. So usually you you would make this with, well, you could make it with a Mexican beer, like a Negro Modelo, yeah. like a darker Mexican or beer. Tecate. 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 Tecate, I guess. Um, but today we decided to use a Canadian Pilsner, the yeah. steam whistle. Yeah. So uh, steam whistle is not a sponsor of the show, but should they want to sponsor and us, they will be now. Yeah. Get in touch. Here's the things I love about steam whistle is a huge supporter of the arts. So huge supporter. Happy about I that. did a. I once did a. Um, is there not enough ice? No, no, it was perfect. I okay. was using it all. Um, I hot. once did a fundraiser and they were sponsored it twice. Actually, I yeah, think they they're really great. They're so and great. also, um, steam whistle. So now we lime it in. As much lime as you can. Okay. Usually, I like to go for here. a whole lime myself. Well, here, there's a bunch here. Technically, the drinks tonight are um, sponsored by our Patreon uh, people. Can I keep the lime in Our here patrons. Mm, wrong. I threw the lime in. Is that too, wrong? It's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. Matt, I'm putting my hand in your glass. Wrong. It's wrong. And I'm pulling but out. It's a bit wrong. <laughs> this is the first... Is this the first drink... Like tutorial we've had on the show. This is the first great oh. tutorial. Oh my god! Usually it's that. just me throwing stuff on the desk. I love this so Dale, much. Lime. You can still you can still throw, spill things if you want. One of the greatest inventions is the lime squeezer. Yeah, you know, that thing. That yeah. like I know. I'm making us work for our oh. Michelada. You threw it in again. Oh damn habit, it! Habit. I'm leaving it. I've done two limes into each one. Okay, the more lime, the better. Okay, I took the last lime. Here we go. Great. I could, I could get more lime. I think we're fine. I could do it. We'll get the point. We'll get the but, gist. But those of, it. of you making your micheladas at home, use at least 
half a lime, if not a whole lime. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay, yes. cool. Well, okay. we've got about that in here, I think. Yeah. Half a lime each, Thank I think. You. Thank you. Okay, so now we and pour now these. You pour your okay. beer. I love the idea of a beer in ice. I've learned there's a whole thing now where you don't actually pour it yeah. like this. You pour it so there is a head on it. Yeah, you know what? It helps it not be gassy. So you don't get gas right yeah. in your gut. But it's, it requires more patience. Yeah, because you've got to wait for this to settle. Yeah. Am I allowed to complain about that? These I, are I nice do. glasses. <laughs> I complain about gas and, and heady beer. Yeah, heady beer and gas. Um, heady gas beer. It has helped, though. I've stopped. I've put more gas really? into my beer and You've I find noticed? it healthy. Yes. Yeah, I'm not as bloaty. I'm super bloaty with beer. And I, right. But it doesn't stop me. I still drink it. <laughs> I'm really glad we're drinking it now. By the end of the episode, Dale's like, oh man. Oh my god, was that what I was supposed to drink too? Just screen cap this Just one. Drink, burr, yeah. burr, burr. Um, let us know what you're drinking at home. Are you having a michelada? A michelada? Or will you be having, later? Or will you be later? Are you having to remove these guys? Iced tea, yeah, we will. Um, I like that our, lemonade. Our, our friends that are watching are talking to each other, and that's really nice. I love that. Everybody's getting together. You know what? One of my favorite things Matt, about doing go. the show is like that we build a little like community of yeah. like our digital studio yeah. audience, and, and they talk back and forth yeah. to each other. Okay, this goes away. Yay! Okay, cheers. Okay. Cheers. Thank you for being here. Thank cheers. you for having me. Thanks and for thanks for me. making these michelada. Thank you for having me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so salty. It's so good and salty. That's pretty great. Does it need more lime? Probably. A bit. More lime is better. Yeah. <laughs> but you get the picture. You get the, point. I get the gist of it. I mean, I we like can it. pour our lime peels in there. I might yep. do it. I think, yeah. but I don't think lime. Are we supposed to? But I'm doing refreshing it. summer drink. I'm throwing it's some so lime refreshing. peels in, guys. <laughs> Dale! That was really satisfying the way you did that. You want you want a handful of lime yeah, pills? Yeah, give me a handful of lime pills. Yeah, check it out. Let's class this joint up. Yeah. More lime pills. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Well, hello. Hello. Um, oftentimes we start um, hype night with the best part of your day, but today we're going to switch it around. Today yeah. we are going to do our new favorite thing. Our new favorite thing. Cool. I like okay. switching it around. Yeah. So, new favorite thing. Yes. I can't remember what mine was. I can start. <laughs> you start I have a really time. random new favorite thing this week. So sometimes I get phone calls and I don't recognize the number, so I let it go to voicemail. And recently I've been getting, <laughs> Matt's already laughing behind the camera because he knows, I get messages in what I think is Mandarin. I don't think it's Cantonese. It sounds like Mandarin to me. And there's music in the background mm -hmm. and it's a woman speaking Mandarin. And I have, I have no like idea pre which. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Yeah. Uh, and I love them. Like, I hope when I see a number that I don't recognize, I'm like, I hope it's a woman leaving me a message in Mandarin because they are delightful. Like, they're like, they sound really beautiful and like, it's a very lilty sort of sounding language and then there's music and I don't know what it's for and that's also why I love it. I'm like, why is this person calling me? play one on the show and see if somebody can... If someone can identify, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's what's, like, what's happening? I, I was getting a bunch of Mandarin phone calls as well and I asked a Mandarin well, speaking friend of mine what it was and it was... Um, uh, conversation. It was like uh, informing me that I need to to call the consulate. Amazing. Yeah, which I'm like, this message is definitely not for me because I don't know which but consulate I, I should be. I just right. love that contacting right. at all. Oh my god, I hope that's what it is. I hope it's not. It could be a scam though. Oh no, I know. I'm like, I'm never gonna respond to it. That's the other thing. Is like, I love it because it's like, I'm never gonna call no. this person back. But it's like this lovely little random surprise mm -hmm. of like, I'll be yeah. like, oh, who called me? And it's like. <laughs> it's just like a, like it's like my now it's my friend. 
Nice. Cool. Yeah. All right. It's weird, but I like it. It's my new favorite thing. That's a wonderful a new, new favorite, favorite thing. thing. Thank you. Um, I would say right now my new favorite thing is an old favorite thing that I used to do all the time. Okay. And that's just paint, painting my nails. Oh. You're good at it, Dale. You're so good I at just, it. I talk about it a lot. These aren't painted right now, but my toes are. Look how good. Myself. Yeah. It's not easy to do um, it by yourself. Yeah, I'm good at it, and my nails are great, and I'm just into it right now. Cool. Nice. That's mm-hmm. great, What's Dale. your favorite color to paint? I always in the reds and the pinks and stuff yeah. like that. Because when I was in high school, there was always like black or dark yeah. blue right. and stuff. Now I'm like, I don't know. Let's do like those regular ready kinds of yeah. colors. Yeah. Do you I love ever it. do like flowers or dots? Or no, anything? I've never done. I remember I had I got a dot once when yeah. I had like a manicure. Yeah. 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 That's the only ever time I've done it, and I've not done it myself. My cousin does these, like, amazing things to herself. Oh, right. cool. Yeah, these, like, outrageous nails. Right. Wonderful. Yeah. I've or had, a, like, a flower done. Like, when right. I was, like, little. Yeah. With, like a, like, a little... Stencil? Jewel in the middle. Oh, wow. like Yeah, on my toe. On your toe. There you go. Yeah, it was yeah. very classy. It was, like, the early 2000s. Right. So, like, <laughs> let's all be gentle on me, because it was... Those, those things would never go out of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I love going to the nail salon and seeing the, like, little display, <laughs> display of, the of the nails, nails you can mm-hmm. get. Or and some pick- of them are, like, how, how does anyone function? I think you just, you, you just get used to it and you go, this is my life. But, like, <laughs> this is it. This is my this life. Is how it is. Like, on your phone. Like, you know when I, I see people with those nails if anyone is watching has like use like really has long nails how i'm so i'm actually quite impressed that people manage right. to navigate life because i can't and i have no nails right like i'm like mrs butterfingers um <laughs> we have a vote for sparkles sparkle nail polish oh, oh i nice. like sparkle nail yeah, polish yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's, that's nice. cool yeah cool um how about you new favorite thing okay so my new favorite thing is not staring at facebook feeling what did you call it? The garbage dump of the world? Yeah. And so trying to find activities that will make me feel like at least I'm trying to do something. So the newest thing I found, my friend Kat Lang Tang, who's actually quite an activist herself, but she commented on something. So it, it came up and it's a group called Helping Our Northern Neighbors. Oh yes, I know this group great yeah so it's my new favorite thing amazing so so you can either sponsor a family or they have different call outs and so the most recent is these kids need knapsacks filled with school supplies and you send it to Nunavut where they are which is probably going to be like four hundred dollars to send a fucking box because a watermelon guess how much watermelon costs i know it's oh i bet it's like 10 bucks more More. right like 50 it's 70 dollars yeah i believe for a watermelon yeah a, a thing of juice is 20 bucks. Those little cups of fruit, 10 bucks. Like, it's just fucked. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, fucked, right? yeah. It's a crisis. It's like a, it's a, it's crisis. a crazy crisis, and actually n- not enough is being spoken about it. I don't think so. There was, like, all. a birthday no. cake thing people were doing. Do you remember that? No. Where it was, like, to make, like, a birthday cake with, like, icing and, like, streamers that you would get, like, at the dollar store, for us would be, like, probably max $15. You could yeah. put together a whole kid's birthday party for 15 bucks, But, like, just the cake box is, like, 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And they're, like, so to put to put together this thing that would be very little, you can send, like, a birth, basically a birthday party, yeah. which is just they're completely inaccessible to be able to get it. Yeah. Well, These things, like streamers yeah. and balloons and I whatever I saw it on the group. Somebody mm-hmm. was like, my kid's turning one. 
I have no way of celebrating. Can you, oh. you send me a birthday oh box? Yeah. Oh, so this, that is, this, just a, this is a group on Facebook? This is a group on Facebook. Okay. It's called Helping Our Northern Neighbors. Okay. And the, you can sponsor a family or, or you can send a kid a backpack or, you know, there's various ways that you can help. That's great. We're going to put the link up yeah. so everybody can go and For find it. For sure. I'm going to look. I want to do that. I really do. I was saw a um, documentary on CBC about what's happening in terms of groceries and yeah. supplies. And Never mind water. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah, not even. The no, no big deal of not having yeah. drinking water. Well, that's yeah. great. That's mm-hmm. so, that is something we can do. And I think, I agree, like in these times of global chaos and terrifying news all the time, yeah. uh, it's nice to have things you can actually tangibly do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, Very nice. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That just kind of leads right into how awesome you are. Pretty much. That you're, that <laughs> you're pretty like, much just started your thing. own hype. There <laughs> it is. Yeah. So yeah. the hype rules uh, are you got to take the hype. Okay. So you can't like deflect or qualify. What if it's wrong? That's the second rule is you can correct okay. wrong information. Okay. See, mm-hmm. you're ahead of us. And then the third rule is what you're already doing, which is hype other people if you Great. want to and... We share the love here on Hype Night yeah. uh, all the time. Yeah. Um, so, Aviva, I already said that uh, you're one of my favorite people to watch on stage. That's nice. Thank ever. you. Like, every show I've seen you in, Thanks. I'm like, it's so grounded, your Thanks. acting. Thanks. Yeah. But it's also really, f- like, funny and whimsical. And oh, good. It's great. Thanks. Yeah. That's nice. I really love it. Thank you. If you ever see that Aviva's performing on stage near you, you should really go. That's what I say. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the Taking the hype. So you've been, um, you've been, you've done so many shows. We're actually going to get into like various shows that you've done a little okay. bit later in Great. our, in our uh, lightning round. Um, but you're also part of, you're a member of ARC, the Actors Repertory Company, yeah. right? And you guys put on really fascinating shows. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. They're always <laughs> like, I really always am like so interested in what, what they're often like, um, really either they, they're very dark or they're very like they're quite uh unique, like you don't you program things that you won't see anywhere else in the city. I find, yeah, I think that's a testament to hype. Chris Stanton, yay, Chris he's, Stanton, he's the artistic director of ARC and he directs the last three, he's directed the last three shows, mm-hmm. um, and he definitely has a fucking dark and fucked up mind and uh, <laughs> um, encased in the most positive and, and lovely person. I know. He's such a sweet, sweet man with this really dark underside. And it's been a great learning experience for me watching him direct because I like linear. I like like beginning, middle, and end of a story. And he likes Twin Peaksy, like... Right. Who knows <laughs> why that's happening? <laughs> and so at the beginning, I was always kind of butting up against him and questioning his artistic choices because I didn't understand. Right. And then I would see his, what seemed to me like arbitrary choices in action in front of an audience and see how they landed and see how they made everything richer and more interesting. Mm. And it's been a good learning for me to not be so linear all the time, I suppose. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is... Fantastic. Well, I do. I used to do um, Fun Palace variety show right. with Chris through Jacob Zimmer, who yeah. now is in Yukon. Right. Um, but we used to do these crazy radio shows, and he and I would often 
that start singing like what you know like what affectionately is known now as yacht rock but we would go down these real rabbit holes of like the Doobie Brothers and Phil right. Collins and just like you couldn't stop us <laughs> um and it brought me so much deep joy yeah. to yeah to riff with him he's one of like the most fun people to improvise yeah. with and riff with yeah I don't think I've laughed so hard as I did in our last rehearsal. Yeah. Like, like crying and yeah. laughing. And yeah. the play's all like missing children and fucking interrogation. And we're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, you have to, yeah. right? Otherwise, you're yeah. like, what? This yeah. is not fun. And that's a hard thing to play over and over again, too. Yeah. You, I remember we were chatting about that. Yeah. About like when you do a dark show like that. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do to like... Yeah, what's your self-care regimen? What's your regimen self-care regimen on... Regimen on Deep shows like that. Alcohol and cigarettes, I would say. Great. Marijuana as well. It's yeah. really helpful yeah. to an extent. Everyone can join you in September. When is that happening? October? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or now. Oh, now, yes. <laughs> or right now. Yeah. Right now. But, you know, legally across the country, I guess. Yes, for some in of September. our viewers. Yeah. 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 But that quickly, for me, that quickly tips into like, oh, too far, I know I'm anxious. Yeah. I'm even more fucked up. That's my thing with marijuana. Right. It's like such a fine line between this is helping me and now I'm like anxious and paranoid but I feel like that's what's gonna it's gonna be good with legislation as people so they can understand like what they're getting and how strong it is and what they're smoking because I feel like a lot of times people don't know what it is they have or they're getting right you know like unless you have a prescription yeah and you know kind of the strengths of things and what yeah but I feel like people are like oh I'll just take a hit of that Whoa. Yeah. why am I like <laughs> tripping balls <laughs> and you're like well it's because you don't yeah. do this type of thing normally yeah right I think I, it's going to help people with take the anxiety off I don't know I hope so hmm. that'd be great yeah I'm hoping if that. you're watching this six months from now <laughs> you're tell like, me I'm wrong tell, tell <laughs> her she's wrong tell Dale she's wrong but see that Dale that's also an example just to circle back of your abundant positive attitude. Just gonna I say. I know. I'm optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you like you begrudge it, but it's great. Because I, I lost it for a while. Oh, I lost it, pal. I did, and I was like, it's. It was like a scary time, right? Because oh. I am deeply optimistic, and I lost it. It's slowly coming back to me, but now I realize what it is to not have it. Um, yeah, it's not a good place. You lose it. Postpartum depression. Right. Sure. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was just gone, and then it came back, and I was like, "Oh, hey, hi, friends! Hey, friends! <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome back!" Yeah, right. So, yeah. how long did that take to come back? Oh, it's not fully back yet. How long when you first went? Oh, hi, friend. Oh, it, it's probably been back for a couple of years now. Slowly, yeah, slowly coming right. back. Right. Yeah, that I can see it, but also maybe now I just like see it because I recognize that it's there. Yeah, so I can say right. Like, yeah. Be like, you're an important part of me. Yeah. Yes. It's a coping mechanism, too. Oh, yeah. Right. You know. Sure. But yeah. I like being optimistic. It's good. It's and, you know, that's another not. thing. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing that's not talked about enough uh, in this world is is that. Optimism? Uh, well, optimism, but postpartum depression and, yeah. like, the realities yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, I just want to advocate for more yeah. conversations around that. Even for myself, I, I want to talk about it, like, openly, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I still feel strange talking. Like, it doesn't feel... Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's like an experience I had, but not an experience I could talk about, if that makes sense. How far away are you from it? Like, how old is your kid? She's four. Well, she's oh, going to be four soon, so yeah. I'm not truly, like, out no, of no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it And it comes in different waves. It comes in different ways. Like, I would say, like, you know, 
I don't know, for, they say you can have another one when your children are like seven or so. Really? Yeah, it can come. yeah because you've, you're just so depleted. Yeah. You're like the female body can get so depleted that you, you can't take care of yourself yeah. to not have that happen. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, it's kind of a myth that people get it in their first year of their right. children being born. A lot yeah. of times it can hit later. Yeah. And then people just look at it as being like, oh, you're just, it's not the baby blues anymore. It's right. like, now you're just depressed. Well... There's but, a lot of hormones in your body oh trying What's, to, like, find their way. So yeah. interesting how, mm-hmm. like, everyone needs to always legislate everything. Oh, like, I know. Oh, it has to be in this right. category. And yeah. Like, make, no, our bodies are not built like no. that at yeah. all. Yeah. It's the opposite yeah. of how we function, right? Yeah. 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 But there is a lot of, like, I find, personally, I'm like, ugh, I don't know how to talk about this. And there's stigma and all the rest of it, too. Right. Yeah. So, well, so yeah. it is we, important. I also think that it's, we're so isolated we're not a culture of family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day in our caves, we had all the family around us. So that helped because you got to sleep a bit more. Yeah, I mean, and I think mm-hmm. sleep just has a lot to do with it. For sure. You and know? you were fed and, yeah. you know, you, you weren't trying to do it all and you weren't alone, like, with this fucking glowworm. <laughs> yeah. Alone. Well, there's also that thing about, like, they say, like, four days without sleep or something like there's some crazy yeah. like it starts to make you and you're like well that's yeah. anybody with little kids totally. yeah. fathers too like yes. you're not sleeping you're not yeah. thinking right yeah. at all and like, i and to be and to be fair i also think we don't talk enough about what happens with fathers and with men and oh, caregivers sure. and stay-at-home dads and all of that like we don't actually talk about family or the family construct in any real in any deep way yeah um because mm-hmm. we've sort of building our society to sort of um, isolate that and not give that space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I and think everybody's it's, online just winning, just yeah. winning at life. Yeah, like just, just winning, just winning online. Super winning, <laughs> super winning. Anyway, yeah. this is a, I want to say we we embrace on on hype night for sure mm-hmm. the space to talk about these things and to celebrate people, women and men, uh, and people who identify as any gender who are making that work for them and struggling and trying to raise kids because not easy. Yeah, not easy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hype to all of all of you. Hype to y'all. Out there. Yeah. Um, mm. um, that. Mm. I want to talk about Lab Cab. Okay. Because, so Lab Cab used to be this fantastic monthly show yeah. at the factory in mm-hmm. the backspace. And you would do the show, it was a cabaret style show, so you would sign up and then, you know, people would perform on a, the set of whatever show was happening back there, which was <laughs> yeah. my favorite. Um, and I want to say, I was talking recently to uh, some friends of mine, that Lab Cab was one, at a time when you could do a sh- you could do like four shows a month, you could do a cabaret like that and you could work on your material, you could try things, you could experiment playwrights could do readings of their plays clowns would do turns people would sing and like some of the best people in the city would do stuff at that i remember being at lab cabin like bob wiseman and like another who's the other musician corin raymond and like plays by like just amazing playwrights yeah. ellie ray hennessy like acting on stage like yeah. just amazing things you would see incredible amazing. things yeah. It was an amazing initiative. It came so, or sorry to use this word, but it did come organically because mm-hmm. I was working there as front of house, talking about jobs, mm-hmm. jobs you <laughs> have to have. Um, 
after you thought you were an actor. <laughs> nope, you're actually front of house. Yeah. <laughs> so, which included cleaning the bathrooms of the Ooh. really old, old building. Right. And then setting up the box office and then also serving coffee and beer to everybody. And I remember thinking, like, this is actually too many jobs for one person in a two-hour, from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. To, and there should be somebody on staff to clean the toilet. Like, that seems yeah. like there yeah. should be somebody. So I started it with a woman named Faraday Rudy. We started, she also worked front of house. Mm-hmm. So we started this monthly cabaret, and the, we charged pay what you can, and then we hired someone to clean the bathrooms from the pay what you can. So it started as a oh my initiative to clean the back That's of the amazing, bathroom. but like, oh my god! I had no idea that that's where that came from. That's where it came from. And then wow. a year later, Nancy Webster was working there, and she was like, okay, you don't need to use your pay-what-you-can money. Like, we'll find somebody to clean the bathroom. Yes. And then, so then we were able to create a grant out of that money. And right. Annually, we gave away I grant. remember the grant. Yeah. That's right. I remember the grant. Yeah. yeah. Lab grant. Yeah. And then it expanded, so then you did Lab Cap Festival, which <clears throat> which took the whole factory theater, so every yep. yeah. nook and cranny of that space, yeah. which I loved. With hype, Andre Dutois. Andre Dutois, yeah. so much hype to so the wonderful to Andre yeah. Dutois, yeah. Um, who now is designing lights all over the place and yeah. just a masterful He's lighting designer. He's in Japan right now, not designing lights, but having a family vacation. Family Yay. vacation. Yeah. Oh, I hope you're having such a great time, Andre. Yeah. Um, that was such a great festival. I did a, um, an installation there with my character. Yeah. And I remember, so I did like a two-hour, like I was in character for two hours and people would you come You did a go. lot of the cabarets, though, too, right? I did a lot yeah. of the cabarets, yeah. and then I did this installation, and I remember... Is this the one where you were in the thing? In Never the, mind, I'll let you just... No, that was a different story. one. Okay. Um, but I, so I, it was this character I was playing called Lupe, and I did this installation that then ended up becoming my friend's show. Yeah. And really, you were instrumental in the narrative of that, because I remember being like, I think I'm going to be waiting for my lover, and then, like, I don't know, and I suge- I was like, I think it's going to maybe be this person, and it was, um, it was like Ken Gass, it was like, because he was the artistic director <laughs> of the Factory Theater, so I was like, my character is going to be, like, waiting for her lover, Ken Gass, and it's, like, a fake relationship, and you were like, yeah, I mean, or you could do somebody like, I don't know, David Mervish, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's way better, and then I built a whole show about that, and then ended up doing it <laughs> in the back of the Honest Ed's alleyway, Amazing. and, like advertised it as David Mervish and met David Mervish and talked to him about the show. And all of that was because you were like, yeah, I guess you could do Ken Ken Gass where you could do David Mervish. That's amazing. Yeah, so I owe you that that beautiful suggestion. I'm Ken Gass and David Mervish. (laughs) I'm Ken Gass and David Mervish for sure. (laughs) But really, like, I can't say enough how important it was and is, but in the context of Lab Cab and Lab Cab Festival... Which then was on Parkdale, part of Parkdale yeah. and Parkdale. That was exciting. Yeah, and it's like the amount of community engagement you do and like trying to build spaces for artists to explore and to play and um, experiment is just so fantastic. That's the only thing I miss about it. Yeah. Is meeting mm-hmm. somebody new and they're like, well, I've written some poetry and not having that opportunity to say, like, you should do Lab Cab. Because that was my favorite thing, is somebody's like, hidden talent over here mm-hmm. or, yeah. or they're working really hard at something and they don't have that opportunity is being able to give them that platform mm-hmm. I definitely don't miss producing it no it's so much work <laughs> no it'd be a mountain absolutely producing yeah yeah. it's but exhausting and producing live stuff is really 
Yeah, and it's thankless. Yeah, it's thankless a lot of the time. Well, it's not really financially thankful. Yeah, there's that too. It's not like here's your work and here's the equal amount of money that goes with that work. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you know, of course, something like that comes out of working front of house and seeing how uh, like an organization or a system works and saying here's a gap. I can take advantage of this gap and do something with it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to do it. Like, yeah, that only comes out of being yeah. in front of house and just, cause when I think about the things that I did when like work, cause I worked box office and yeah. front of house and stuff like that. And I remember distinctly, like, can I get a night at the theater and do something right. at the, cause it was like, cause I used to work at the diesel and the diesel was there. It was like, maybe I can get the little space and do right. something with it. Yeah. That comes from being in those spaces yeah 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 and it's really hard to I find whenever I'm in any kind of space that I really love that feels creative and I see an empty theater or an empty yeah I'm always like oh what could happen here like what could people come and see and be a part of here like it's that excitement of filling that space with art and energy and people that's yeah, makes sense. And something about architecture too. Right? Yeah, like that building, the factory is such a beautiful building, mm-hmm. and there's so many weird, fucked up crawl spaces. It really are two buildings united, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, from different time periods. So there are spaces where you're like, it feels spooky in here, and it's because this building and this building were put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you would never feel like whenever I'm in the the main space area. Yeah. Or the main space green room. Yes. I'm always like, I don't feel like I'm in the same theater as when I'm in the the backspace. And I'm not, but like the whole vibe. But even the green room is the house. Yes. And the theater Theater is something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a fascinating place. And I like to, like, I feel like you for me are connected to two theaters in a big way. That theater and Pass Mirai. Hype Pass Mirai. Hype to Theater Pass Mirai. Mostly because I remember seeing you in the Rochdale Project, which was an awesome play about the beginnings of Pass Mirai and Toronto, the history of Toronto theater. and I loved that show, and I loved you in it, and I and I always associate that space with you now. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I grew up there. I definitely learned to take photographs there, mm. because there's, in the basement, it was the shop where they built the sets, and we would party there every Thursday night. And did you go to those? Thursday I think night? I might have gone to one, one or, two. or two. Yeah, but I wasn't a regular there. I was a regular, like I lived there, like I would plan, like, sorry, I can't do Friday morning, <laughs> because I know I'm going to <laughs> no, go to that night. party, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so many people, and real sense of community, and I wanted to document it, because I felt like this is special, like all these people are mm-hmm. here, smoking, in the basement, past my, like one of those vortex spaces, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I started taking photographs there, and felt like... Yeah, now I have a lot of negatives. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, you should do a show. You should do like a yeah, an exhibit. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A bit more time, like a bit more time. Yeah, let yeah. some time pass and then yeah. that would be great. Yeah. I would go see that. Yeah. I like the space. I well, like the big I like the big space in the yeah. Pass Mirai. Mm-hmm. But it is their 100 and, 150th. That's <laughs> the <Canada>. They're 50th. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And so Andy's put together a book. Hype Andy McCann. Hype Andy McCann. Yeah. So much hype Andy McCann. He's put together a book of the history of Pass Mirai. Mm. Yeah. So there might be a couple of shop photos in there. Well, I want to... That's a perfect segue. 
into the drawer boy. The drawer boy! So, you co-directed and produced um, the film adaptation of the seminal Michael Healy play, The Drawer Boy. Canadian classic play. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful play. Yeah. And you've adapted it into a beautiful film. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's... I just love it. I was... I went to see it at Theatre Pass Marai because part of their 50th celebration. Right. I was like, yeah. why is there, I feel like so many people saw it at Pass Marai? That's yeah. right. Okay. Anyway, my brain, was I haven't s- seen the film. I, I've seen the trailer. Right. Yeah. I will um, see it when it is available for me to see. Well, I, I think it will have a theatrical presentation at some time soon, hopefully. <laughs> so if you want to see The Drawer Boy, and you should see it because it's a fantastic, you know, it's really hard to, I think, make movies... Um, make a kind of hold the tension in a movie like that. Like it's very impressive how you you and Arturo uh, how you managed to do that. Oh, thanks. It's quite quite splendid, and the acting is really beautiful. Right. I would definitely credit the script and the yes. acting. Yes, and I yeah. would also say the co-direction. I will take the height. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to say. Also, the acting really good. So is the script. <laughs> um, yes, the script is fantastic, and the yeah. acting is. Lovely, and it's. I really feel like can like. There's a lot of um, Canadian stories. There's so much talk about Canadian stories and celebrate Canadian stories, and we want to hear Canadian stories. And then I think Canadian stories come about and they're executed really well. And actually, a lot of the people who really. a lot of the people who who you know give it that lip service don't actually then invest in those projects. You no, know, admittedly, I feel like I'm one of those people. Like, the amount okay. of times that on Netflix, when I'm going to chill out and watch a movie, <laughs> that I'm like, what's Canadian, is m- less than one in ten times. Right. That I choose a Canadian film to watch, or, like, make the effort to go and see a Canadian film when it's in the theater. I don't really do that as much as I... I feel like most people do it on airplanes, on Air Canada. Right. I think Air Canada, Canada are trapped. Trapped. Yeah. You go like, these are my six choices. I'm going to choose right. the Canadian one. Right. Yeah. I do it a lot on a plane. Now, True. do you think, I have like an actual question for you and for anyone who's watching. Okay. Because I'm really curious about yeah. this. Do you think that if the content, do you think that it's because the way the content is presented to you or what the content is isn't appealing to you? Or do you think it's because you have a sense of the fact that it's Canadian? Like, is it the Canadian part that is either attracting or deterring you? Or it, does it simply have to do with how it's marketed or what kinds of movies they are? I'm going to say both. Okay. I definitely have a stigma where I feel like, oh, it's Canadian, it's not going to be that good. Okay. Probably that's true okay and often when i want to watch a movie it's i want to be numbed so i'm going to watch like Hmm. crap right so i can uh, not think about the garbage can of the world yeah and i feel like canadian movies are smarter (laughs) so they maybe are demanding more like yeah i'm I'm making like such huge generalizations no no, no, that's cool that's cool anything is allowed here don't i'm jumping on this generalization because i feel like um my perception of a lot of Canadian films is that they are important and that I have to watch them with importance. Interesting. Um, But I want to see, and I'm sure they must be out there, I want to see unimportant Canadian films. Right. Interesting. I find all of this very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because I think, like, sure, I have, I do have 
definitely bias around it. Mm -hmm. I think most, a lot of Canadian people do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we've, because, I mean, partly because there has been a lot of filmmaking because we don't have as much money here and because the systems by which we get that money are highly flawed in terms of who gets money and how it gets disseminated and how much that is, that I think there is something to be said about the fact that our filmmakers in this country and our actors and our screenwriters do not get enough opportunities to actually build their craft in a way that people in other parts of the world sometimes do. I think that is actually true and worth probing. Uh, But then I also think that, yeah, I think... we, we, um, there's also like a kind of um, obligation that gets a mantle that yes. gets placed on us that like we must support it. And then I think naturally, because we're, we're human beings, that. we go, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like there's I'm a kind of like, I know, you know, I know as myself, as a, as a theater artist myself, who is a little bit on the fringe of Canadian theater, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, who has uh, written and produced more uh, commercially fun pieces, uh, who doesn't get the 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 welcoming warm hug of Canadian theater and mm-hmm. the importance of it. Uh, I think that there's a place for silly things yes. and, and a place for stuff, and I don't think it makes it any less important or any less Canadian for being that. Yes, um, but it's also like they they're also not welcomed in. No, I like, agree. Well, the work that I do is not like oh you know <laughs> we need more zombies like oh my right. gosh you know meanwhile. It can be produced all over the world, you know, right. but it's yeah. here, it's like, did you see them? I didn't see them. Well, the irony is, it's, of course, yeah. that the silly, wacky stuff we do here gets exported just fine, mm-hmm. and people go other places in the world and produce it en masse yeah. and get celebrated yes. for it. Yeah. So we are missing that piece of, like, making space in the marketplace and in for our own content. For our own content. Yeah. That is all the things, yeah. you know. I'm going to add here from our very own Matt. Hi, Matt. Um, that there's usually a lack of marketing that makes me not want to watch Canadian movies. Right. There's so much to watch that I seek out and I already want to see. And that's right. true. I mean, that's how, can you, how can you even, like, compete? With marketing budgets from, like, the right. U.S. You can't. Yeah, you can't. The marketing budgets are, like, ten times what it took to make the movie. Well, you I know. know. Yeah. There's no way. And what a Canadian TV, I feel like we have a reputation for being funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, we so do. Is that yeah. different? But even then, you could look at some of our broadcasters and look at who's getting ads and who isn't. Right. You could, yeah. You know, and look yeah. and go, oh, we have such amazing, funny content. Where is the advertising campaign right. to support this funny content? Mm-hmm. You know. There's so much. What we're going to say is, I'm going to sum this up in saying that the the climate is ripe for disruption, and we are. I think all three of us are advocates yeah. of that disruption. Yeah, hype, um, hype disruption. Hype to disruption. Hype to disruption. That's my theme. Mm-hmm. But you. So in this climate, where it is so challenging to make a movie, where it is so challenging to make a movie well, mm-hmm. you did just that. You managed to do it. And you went. This film has traveled now. Um, to so many festivals. You were at the Heartland Film Festival in Indiana, the Morelia International Film Festival in Mexico, the Bahamas International Film Festival. Did you go to, did the, you Bahamas? Go to the Bahamas? I didn't go to the Bahamas. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but I did go to Anchorage, Alaska. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was really fun. I really liked seeing... Most of the festivals that I've experienced, the theater is in sort of a suburb of the little town. Okay. So I didn't really experience Indianapolis or Ohio or wherever Arturo says it's like we're in um, witness protection like it could be anywhere <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's great and, and hype to know, Arturo 
as well. Arturo Perez Torres. Yes. Yeah, the director of the film. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason that it got done. Mm -hmm. Like, he is the most productive person I know. Cool. Yeah. So the reason the film is made is because of him. Yeah. Because I would still be like, what word can I use to describe when writing my grant? <laughs> um, um, but Anchorage, yeah. got, it was the festival's right in the town. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Cool. That's great. Yeah. And I've read so many, there's so many like great like lo reviews from local people in all these yeah. places talking about the impact of the film on them. And, <laughs> and I think it's so interesting. It's like I feel very proud that this like beautiful play by like hype to Michael Healy for the the wonderful play yeah. and that that play that has such a long legacy mm -hmm. in in Canada and is related to a show um the farm show which is like the starting of Toronto theater and yeah. theater pass Mariah and all these things it's yeah. like that that legacy that is ours um is now going around the world and people are connecting to it yeah it's that's uh, so amazing. Yeah. That's what proves to me it's a good story because it yeah. is universally appealing. Yes. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. And yeah. you won a slew of awards. We're going to say them because that's okay. the best. Yeah. You won Best Feature at the Oxford Film Festival, mm -hmm. Best Adapted Screenplay at the Sedona Film Fest, mm -hmm. Best Feature and Audience Choice Award at Green Bay Film Festival, mm -hmm. Best Feature at the Alaska Film Festival, mm -hmm. Best Premiere Award at the Heartland Film Festival, mm -hmm. and you were also shortlisted for the Best Film there. Is that right? There's something. Heartland, Heartland, yeah. Yeah. But it's all... Kind yes. of the same. Yeah. But, so you, they loved you there is basically what it's saying. Yeah. And you were Critics' Choice at the Morelia Film Fest. Mm -hmm. Then Richard Clarkin and Stuart Hughes, uh, who are in the film, and give... Hype. Oh my goodness, Richard Clarkin and Stuart Hughes. Like, the relationship that those two men play in that movie. I mean, it's riveting in the two and a half minute trailer. It's like if you want to see it is, but if you want to see like a masterclass in like in acting, yeah, and in understated deep emotional relationship, yeah, it's just really they're really beautiful, beautiful, and Jacob Eman too. Yes, and Jacob, yes, beautiful, and uh, and so they were both. So Richard and Stuart were nominated for Actra Screen Awards, and Stuart won. And I was there that night, and he gave such a beautiful speech. Didn't he? Yeah, it was really nice. And also hype to the nicest people. Like you could not ask to work for nicer or with nicer people. Yeah. Like the kind of guys that are like, "Do you need me to move the sandbag?" Like just Ugh. on board. That's great. And you've got this many crew and even less money, and everybody's stressed out, and they are so gracious and and helpful and on board, committed, and then deliver these beautiful performances. It's you know, a lot of people are talented, but I feel like not a lot of people are super nice, and these guys are both. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's also a testament, uh, <laughs> the the performances, I think, are also a testament to the casting, like to you and Arturo, like you understanding right. who those characters are yeah. and really trusting those actors. And I know, I remember you telling me that there was like, one of them didn't really think he should, like there was a little some resistance yeah. to the person didn't think that really they... It was right for them, and yeah. you knew, and you supported that. Forced him, I think, is the word. Yeah, you forced him. <laughs> Listen, sometimes people need to be forced. Is well, sometimes when it comes don't to know their casting, own hype. yeah, sometimes people don't know yeah. their own. Well, hype. also to his credit, that character. There's Angus and Morgan, and Angus has um, had a brain injury, so he has no short-term memory. And often in the play and in the script, he's referred to as simple a lot, and he's. 
he's often played as kind of goofy, a little bit goofy, and it's where a lot of the charm of the, the play lives. And we decided that we maybe wanted to go not with the with the funny and more with the drama. And Stuart, I think, I mean, he's an excellent comedian, but he felt like, well, I'm more of a Morgan, like I'm more serious. You should get some goofy guy to play. Mm, <laughs> to play. <laughs> right, right. But I think now he sees that I was right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, it's riveting. Riveting. And it played at the Canadian Film Festival. Yeah. You had a screening there. You won there, too. You did? That's right. Yeah, you won there, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just clean it up. And I like it. And you're going to hopefully have a theatrical. Yes. It's on the way. So we will, um, in, like, our post social posts yes. about what people are up to, we'll definitely give that hype. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. I hope so. I hope people get to see it. That'd be nice. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. then, hopefully, it lives uh, on the interwebs as well. Yeah, it, it, you know, so people at home can, yeah, see, so people it. can yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah, it might very well, and we will also update you about that. Um, yeah. You're also a wonderful photographer. You oh, mentioned thanks. photography, and you took my picture for when I did Beautiful Man. Remember you oh, took our yeah. pictures for Summerworks? Yeah. Those were great photos you took. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> Beautiful Man, great play by, uh, and by Aaron Shields and directed yeah. by Andrea Donaldson. Yeah. Uh, having Another Life at the Factory. Uh, next season. Oh, right. Yeah. So, pretty great. All a hypeable, awesome yeah. women. Did photography, like, did photography just, like, is it something that you always did, or is it something that you found later? Like, yeah, I or- found at Pass Mariah, where I was like, I need to take pictures of this, because it's so cool. And then I realized I really liked taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And then, because we were in a dark pit of a basement, <laughs> I learned about light, yeah. and how to, you need light to take pictures. Right. How to wield the light to mm-hmm. your So room. I have a lot of pictures of like people under one bulb. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That's yeah. awesome. And then I started thinking that I could be more of a professional photographer and doing show pictures. And mm-hmm. um, I did a couple of weddings, and every single wedding, something went wrong. Oh, no. Every single, like, like the, 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 the worst stakes, one. man. The highest of stakes. It's a high stakes. And game. it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Something went, Kirk. Like, I, I did somebody's backyard wedding, and I went to get the film developed. It was still film time. And I was like, these four rolls of color and these four rolls of black and white. And they were like, there is no color. You took eight rolls of black and white. Yeah. And the person was so mad at me that it, like, it was horrible. Uh, they were like, well, that's- my backyard, my, like, colorful summer backyard wedding no color pictures and then my other friend oh my goodness asked me to just kind of do fun shots yeah and I got a couple fun shots but then like the whole Dante family from Italy the first time we've been together in 40 years gone like the film got eaten oh my my god and then another one was if you can't, Again, it's too my hard friend of a Amber's mm-hmm. wedding, like same thing. Like the film just got fucked, oh. like like over. And I don't know what happened. So then I was like, I can't. I obviously can't take wedding photos. That's the most stressful. Like it's I don't stressful. think I could handle that stress. No, no, no. like nor should you. Nor should no. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I can't take good enough pictures. Like to even, even if try pictures that job, are but. done well at a wedding, I feel like you're still disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like even if they're done well, you're like. 
Are you disappointed? No, in my no, life we loved our pictures. Yeah, but we, but so here's the thing: when we were planning our wedding, we made a list of like what were the most the the five most important things for both of us. Yeah, to try and like line up our planning. Yeah, and Matt's number one thing was photography to the point where we interviewed all these photographers and we would meet with them, and Matt would be like, "Cool, so I want all the raw files." I don't right. need you to do any editing. Right. I want you to like to shoot this way. I want like and he had these specific things and yeah. there were several photographers who were like, "So I don't think I'm the photographer for you." Right. Like where they would be because they would be like, "I have this package for you that has this." Right. And I yeah. would be like, "I don't need I don't half that. of that. Right. I just want you to give me these raw photos." Right. And so we found our photographer through Matt doing a random search on the internet of Toronto wedding photographers and finding the pictures that had the light exactly right. the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then we did a test shoot with her for our engagement photos in our wedding venue so she right. could plan the light. Like, right. it was very specific because... Well, this is very a lot. Because Matt is... Matt's a, you know, a filmmaker and a cinematographer. Right. And so he was like, I can't... I love both of yeah. you. This is so much. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. And I was like, even I was like, ooh, because I don't like... I have such a thing around making people feel right. uncomfortable pressure, or like pressure, yeah. and Matt was like, "No, just not right." Like, yeah. and those to those photographers' credit, they could recognize that and be like, "Oh no, I know what you want, it's and my me. packages aren't like that's yeah. not me." Mm-hmm. And the photographer we went with was like, she was also just the coolest, most awesome person. Do you want to hype her? I do, Jillian Williamson, and she used to work for Iconica, which is the company that we we went through, uh, but now she's on the West Coast, but ah. it's uh, Jillian Williamson, and so if you're on the West Coast, um, she was also starting to DP a lot, like, oh, yeah. Well, that's probably because she has the eye. Looks yeah, good. oh, yeah. she, like, talk about bending light to your will, and, right. like, it was really what we wanted. The one thing I do regret, though, is um, we didn't build in any time uh, because of the way our wedding was scheduled, to have pictures with some family member. Like, we had it with our immediate family members, mm-hmm. but there are some extended family members that I wish I had right. pictures with. Right. But when... but It's hard. You can. I think, like, for in terms of weddings, there's, there's nothing... No matter whether you're having, you know, going to City Hall, small wedding, large 500-person hall wedding, or anything in between... Yeah. There's going to be something about that day that doesn't go the way you wanted to or that you didn't, like, at least one thing. Or in retrospect, uh, you would do differently. And it's just the way it is. That's just it. I have a question from the interweb. Mm. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite photographer? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Anyone off the top of your head? No. That's fair. I don't know anybody off the top of my head. I'm pretty ignorant. I like old-timey photos. I like black and white photos. I appreciate the people that can take a picture of a building and it has a feeling to it. Yeah. That's always impressive. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or even landscapes. Like, almost all of us take a picture of a landscape that's so stunning and the picture is flat. And so there's an art to it. I'm really drawn to broken down, dilapidated buildings. Yes. That kind of stuff I love. Yeah, I like things that have been touched. Mm. I like like demolished Like, just touched. Me too. But... Like, portraits. Oh. Like, how do you get in people's faces without altering? Aside from, like, super long lens. But people, you know, Andy Leibovitz, obviously. Right. Uh, like, can capture somebody's essence. Most people, when you put the camera up to them, they change. Right? And you don't get their the mm-hmm. essence. Or if you can get, like, a dynamic between somebody and you having your camera there doesn't change that dynamic. That's a, a skill. 
So I don't know any names off the top of my head, but that kind of photography where it's you're capturing a feeling somehow. Right. Cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I just got a camera, so I ask. Yeah. Just like starting to play. Yeah. I do love taking pictures. Like, yeah, just starting to play. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Explore, right? Yeah. Curious. Curiosity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thousands of pictures for myself. Nice. I think it's time for the... uh, I think so. Let's do it. So we're just gonna, we're gonna go through some of the shows you've been in, some okay. of the plays you've been in. It's a it's a sampling. Okay. Um, so uh, here we go, Dale. Divine. Pomona. The Great War. Hedda Gabler. Age of Arousal. Moment. He left quickly. Or did he leave quietly? Oh, he left quietly. Never mind. <laughs> I'll have another one of these. <laughs> Jesus Chrysler. Alora Gorge. Biographies of the Dead and Dying. Nine Parts of Desire. The Last Days of Judas Iscariot. The Gladstone Variations, 2008. And the Gladstone Variations, 2007. And the Ro- oh, the Rochdale the Rochdale Project. Project. Yeah. Rochdale? That's the one I was, yeah. Nice. That's the one. And the Last Days of Judas Iscariot. I love that play, mm-hmm. and I loved you in that play. Tell me about a Laura Gorge. That's such a good play. Isn't that such a good play? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. last days of she was serious. Hype to Stephen Adley Gurgis. Hype to Stephen Adley Gurgis. All the way. Yeah. He's a good playwright. Mm-hmm. He just had a good piece on his Facebook about procrastination. Oh, yeah. Saying, everybody procrastinates. So here's the question you ask yourself. Am I willing at this time to make a positive change? Hmm. So the answer can be no. Yeah. I'm not willing or no, not at this time. And that pressure's off. You can plug in Facebook all you want. <laughs> or, yes, I am. Yeah. His Twitter is amazing. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And, like, he, his tweets about Donald Trump are, like, <laughs> no, like, he is, like, he's done. And so his tweets are, like, Im- amazing. Him and David Simon are both, like, right. the way that they're tweeting about the politics right now yeah. is, like, refreshingly um, clear and... Right. Uh, Blunt. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He's great. Laura Gorge was written by Chris Stanton. Chris Stanton. Oh, okay. The Weird Mind of Chris Stanton. Okay. That's the first time that I was like, why am I being a bird? I don't get it. Am I the doctor? <laughs> am I the bird? What the fuck? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like, really matter. It's like Laura Gorge. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so Chris Stanton, too. He's got such an animated face. <laughs> and laugh. And laugh. You've never heard... Like, he laughs like a cartoon character in, like, the best way. You think it's pretend. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop faking your crazy laugh. No, but that's his laugh. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like an Elmer Fuddy kind of laugh, but, like, legit. Like, that's his laugh. That's great. <laughs> it's great. That's Chris Stanton, we love you. That's great. So much. Um, I think it's time I think for it's the time for best part of best our day. Best part of our day. Best part of our day. Oh, yeah. It goes so quickly. Yeah. Okay, so the best part of my day relates to the new thing. Yes. Which is, I went into a store. Well, first of all, best part of my day, hanging out with my kid, going to see my mom. One of those days where you're like, my life's blessed. Mm. I'm on the subway, I've got a kid and a mom. I'm lucky. Mm. And I leave my kid with my mom, and I walk down the street, and I go into this store called Eco Existence. And it's got the beautiful oils that you can put on your face, but also the cool little lunch, clippity lunch things, and all (laughs) eco-friendly products and stuff. And I ask the woman, I tell her about the helping our northern friends, and she's like, let me donate a backpack. Mm. And she hands me this brand called So Young, which is a beautiful Canadian-made brand. 
and it's a beautiful knapsack, perfect for the grade two girl. Oh. And like a quality knapsack, you know, it's not going to rip in a year. And it's all lined inside, and it's just beautiful. And it's, you know, I can't afford to get that knapsack for somebody else. So she gave it to me, and that was the best part of my day, because oh. it was nice. People so hyped to eco-existence on St. Clair. What a hyped. wonderful hype. Yeah. What a wonderful thing. That's yeah. so What a great. wonderful thing. Yeah. Now this little girl's going to get this awesome, it's got a deer on it. Oh, oh I love it. Like just a print of a deer. Oh, I'm so going to go to so that great. store. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That. That's, That's great. great. We should put a link to them. We'll find yeah. them and we'll put a Eco link up. St. Clair. I love St. There's a lot of yeah. good stuff up on St. Clair. Yeah, mm-hmm. There is, and that's yeah. one of them. Cool. Um, yeah. The best part of my day was uh, my husband texted me and said, there's a little bird in our yard and it's being fed by another bird <gasps> in our yard. So be careful. There's a little baby bird in our like yard. On the ground? On our bench. Oh. And so then I was like, what? So I ran out to look at the little bird and there was a little bird was sitting on our bench, was probably like this big, and it was just sitting there on the, and you know when you're like, oh, you're a baby bird, but like, you're, you're probably going to fly soon. Like, this is probably part of the process, and this is your first like, oh shit. Right. I'm not in my nest anymore. I'm down here. Yeah. But terms like, I definitely saw the, the mother bird here with it. Right. So there's something, you know, we're like, okay. Like, I'm not really worried for you, but you're here. And it was there for hours. We put out a little dish of water for it in case it needed a drink. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, I think I read somewhere that, like, you're supposed to put water out for animals. I was like, we'll put water out for it. And um, and then I looked, and its tail was, like, the edge of its tail was bright yellow. I was like, I've never seen a bird like this before at all. Went to go pick up my daughter, brought her back. And I was like, do you want to sit and look at the baby bird? So we sat, and we looked at the baby bird, and we... I got my phone out and I was like, let's try to figure out what kind of bird this is. Like, let's yeah. be bird watchers. I've never seen this kind of bird before in my life or the mother bird. It was a cedar waxwing. Oh. I think is what they call it. A cedar waxwing. waxwing. It's a black mask and a white, uh, a yellow tipped tail. Mm. It was the coolest bird. It's, the mother bird is almost looks like a, like a, like a love, love bird. Like one of those, right. like, um, right. kind of a like greeny, a uh pinky greeny kind oh, of yeah, beautiful yeah. bird. Right. It's like, what is this beautiful baby bird doing? So then the mother bird was starting freaking out and was like, what are, you, what are you guys doing? So we're like, okay. So we left the bird alone and then after a few hours, it just flew away. Aww. Best part of my day. That's beautiful. Like that bird was like real cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. That reminds it me. It poops so much though. On yeah. my, like it poops oh, so yeah. much. It poops a lot. Babe, what are you going to do? It was only That's there for a few hours. I know. And my whole... It was insane. That actually... This story reminds me of Chris Stanton because (laughs) Chris Stanton, we were rehearsing and he had his daughter with him uh, who was adorable and is adorable, but this was a couple years ago. And um, so she was younger. And um, she was... I was like... She was running in the hallway and I was kind of... We were playing and I went... We went to like... Um, at the Witchwood Barns, mm-hmm. we went and there, there was like a, a fire escape and you could see it was like a window to the fire escape or a door. And there was a pigeon sitting on eggs and then like the pigeon, I think it was a pigeon, it was a, like a pigeon-like bird sure. uh, sitting on, like on a nest with eggs and like it was being replaced by like another bird. Like we watched... Like- Turns. Yeah, we wow. watched this turn happen. Me right. and Chris Tanton's daughter, right. like, just stood there and, like, both were sort of like, "Whoa, never actually seen right. that happen." The changing yeah. of the guard. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Anyway, that reminded me. It's cool to just take a moment and be like, "I'm going to sit and look at a little bird for like yeah. 20 minutes." Oh, totally, yeah. it's awesome. 
Well, and my best part of my day t- uh, ties into that. Mm. So um, I decided this morning that I was going to wake up earlier and, like, not get as much sleep to go for a walk in the park because I've been, like, not actually... I'm, I started a new job and I haven't really figured out a routine for myself where I actually get in self-care. Right. And I was starting to feel like, if I don't do this, I'm yeah. going to start really drowning here. Um, So I got up and I walked to Dufferin Grove Park and I walked around a bit and then I sat and I just sort of sat and watched. And um, it reminds me of like, I think it was when we had Susan Quinn on the show and she was talking about like the people in a park and I just sat there and I watched like, you know, squirrels and birds and whatever. And then in this one corner, there were these people doing um, Tai Chi Mm -hmm. and I love watching people do Tai Chi, but it was, it was great because there was a woman doing it and she obviously was like very masterful at it. And there was a guy behind her, like trying to follow. And I couldn't tell if she knew that the guy was behind her. Like from my vantage point at first, I was like, cause he wasn't very good. And he was like, sort of like behind her the whole time, like in terms of tempo, like he was right. like, and I was like, is he just, did he just, just like walk behind her? her? And then, but then it kept going on long enough that I was like, well, she knows he's behind right. her. So you turn and I, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like here and he's behind her. Yeah. Um, but it was, was like fascinating to watch and also really meditative. And then at one point in Dufferin Grove Park, there's like a, a little house that looks like um, a hobbit's like house. A smurf house. Yeah. yeah. And it's my favorite. Like if I could live in the Shire, I would, I would gladly, like, I love everything about it. I'm such a fantasy geek, and I love particularly that. And so I looked over, and the sun was coming through the trees and just lighting the Shire. And I was like, this is the most magical moment. And I just sat and stared at this, oh, like, nice. it was really lovely. It was, like, a really calm. And it's, I love when the city is quiet like yeah. that. Yeah. What time was that? That was at 6. Ah, 20 maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I woke up at 6. That's amazing that you can wake up at 6 and go and sit in the park. But if I don't... No, but you have the discipline to do that. Well, this is the thing, is like, I'm working on the discipline. I go in and out of having the discipline, so thank you for saying that. I did, and I want... If I don't make that time for myself in the morning to do something, um, I'm... It catches up with me, and I'm a mess. Right. So it's uh, and how does messy manifest like bitchy Uh, or uh, tight and like avoiding all my feelings, right? And then they all like bubble up in me, and then I like freak out and the bus driver or something on and anybody and on myself, and I'm mean to myself. The way it manifests really is like I'm so mean to myself. I judge myself. I'm outside of myself all the time. I'm like constantly judging myself right and so the only way for me to try and work through that and not have my day be totally that is for me to make time to either go for a walk or like meditate or do a practice or stretch or like whatever you know there's a variety of things yeah but if I don't I'm just like not nice to myself yeah you know yeah so so you it's better to get up at six yeah. yeah, I mean, ask me like a week from now how I like feel about that because yeah. then it's also hard because I wanna, I I love sleep. I really love it. I love yeah. deeply. Sleep. Like yeah. I deeply love it, and I also like cuddling in the morning. Right. I'm like a big yeah. cuddle person, yeah. so I'm like when I wake up just like hang out and yeah. like cuddle. cuddle. But I think the answer is not having a job. 
Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> but the thing is, can I be honest? Is like yeah. when I don't have a job, I use that a bit as an ex- as an excuse because when I don't have a job, I'm not always great at right. it either, right? Yeah, like no, I no, think no, it's yeah. I think it's a combination. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes even with all the time in the world, yeah, I'm avoiding it. Yeah. Because, frankly, part of me likes is holding on to that part of me that's mean to myself because I think somehow I have to be productive or I have to be on top right. of myself or something. Yeah. 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 But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We all have that voice. Sure. Some are louder than others. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was the best part of my day. That's, that's one nice First day. thing. Yay. That's great. Yay. Well, listen. Uh, this was delightful, and like we went, we went way over time, but I'm happy about hey, it. That's all good. That's what it. No, no that's never nice. apologize. That's no. that means the conversation was great. Yeah, yeah. it was a wonderful conversation. Yay. And thank you everybody for coming out and watching Hype Night, and yeah. thank you Aviva for coming thank on. You, thank you very much for having me. Uh, um, again, like we say almost every time, if you enjoy watching the show, um, head on down to the reviews and please review the page. It really helps other people find out about the page because then you, when you share the reviews, then everybody else gets to see them so please go down and review it and thank you to those of you who have reviewed us Mm -hmm. we will be back soon yeah yeah and we'll see you then yeah hype hype night Mm -hmm. hype hype Hey, thanks for listening to the Hype Night Podcast. And as always, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Woodman Wine and Spirits. And if you want to catch more of Hype Night, you can watch us on highball.tv. Every episode is in one place. See you there. Mm